This is Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission. Welcome to Downtown Lowdown with Downtown Halifax Business Commission. This is where you can find out all you need or want to know about Downtown Halifax. I'm Ivy Ho, Director of Communications. And I'm Alana McDonald-Mills, Director of Marketing. We are your hosts for the Downtown Lowdown. This is our fourth special COVID-19 episode, and we're recording this episode via video conferencing as we are all working remotely from our homes during this pandemic. So we apologize in advance, again, for any issues with the sound quality. We're going to start this episode with a conversation with Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission, and Philip Holmans, owner of World Tea House on Argyle Street. Philip will be telling us what it's been like to run a small business during this pandemic. Then Paul will give us a rundown of the activities of the Nova Scotia Business Labor Economic Coalition, of which DHPC is an active member. Plus, Paul will tell us about the new developments on provincial and federal relief programs for businesses. We'll also talk about what's going on with businesses in downtown Halifax since Nova Scotia has declared a state of emergency on March 22nd. We'll finish off with a list of what downtown Halifax businesses are doing virtually to stay connected to the community with their customers and clients. And this episode is being recorded on Monday, April 6th, so keep that in mind while listening. The pandemic situation has been changing rapidly and with new measures and programs affecting businesses implemented by the province almost daily. To keep up to date, you can visit downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19 or visit novascotia.ca slash coronavirus. Let's start this episode now with Philip Holmans of World Tea House and Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission. We have Paul McKinnon, CEO of Downtown Halifax Business Commission, who has joined us virtually. We also have Philip Holmans, who has joined us via video conferencing. Philip is the owner of World Tea House. Having opened its doors in 2010, World Tea House quickly gained popularity in Halifax as its premium loose-leaf organic tea retailer. With a background in small business management, corporate accounting, and a love of the tea leaf, World Tea House is a reflection of his passion and commitment to the earth and environment. Philip, thank you for being here virtually to talk about your experience as a small business owner during the COVID-19 pandemic. First of all, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, it's times rough for everybody and, uh, you know, housewives were down to half an income, which is uh, a lot more uh, than a lot of people have. So we're, we're fortunate that my partner can, can work remotely. So, uh, personally, we're getting through, you know, you know, just making those choices on where to spend our, our half of our money we have and all that stuff. So yeah, sometimes it can be a little, a little hard when you're readjusting your spending habits. <laughs> How has your way of doing business changed since this public health crisis hit Nova Scotia? Uh, significantly. I mean, we started off as an online business, so it's kind of gone a f- full 360 mm-hmm. on us. Uh, we started off online farmers markets and then uh, moved into a brick and mortar store. And then with development downtown, we kind of, when that happened, we switched back to our online platform and then back to brick and mortar and then back, back to online with the streetscape, then back to brick and mortar. So we've kind of been flip-flopping between those two models uh, pretty frequently in the last 10 years that we've been open. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just now with the whole, you know, home delivery and stuff like that, it's, 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 yeah, it's really shifted the, uh, the, the economics of it and, and the online marketing and trying to push people to do contactless shopping. And even if you want to come to the store to pick something up while I'm here packaging, you encouraging people to pre-order because I'm not stocking right. my shelves with anything. Mm-hmm. I don't want people touching anything. So just come in, pay for it, pick it up and leave. Right. I'm sure you've looked into the various economic relief programs that the federal and provincial governments have rolled out in the last two weeks. Are there programs you'll be applying for? 
Uh, yeah, we've applied for uh, several loans. Uh, I mean, I don't want to really go that route, but it's good to have it in your back pocket mm-hmm. if you need it. Doesn't necessarily mean you need to take it, but to have that there as being accessible is an important thing. So I applied for the uh, uh, Canadian Development Business Bank loan, and uh, there's a, a branch of them that does import-export loans as well, since I'm an importer-exporter as well. But they haven't gotten back to me on any of those, so I don't even know if I'm qualifying. Right. Uh, where I don't want a lot of money, like you apply for these loans, they're like, oh, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars do you want? I'm like, right. I, 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 I just want like five thousand dollars, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't need a lot. I don't want to bury myself in debt. Right. I just need to pay my rent. <laughs> what are your opinions on the programs you're trying to access? Are there gaps where businesses like yours or similar to yours will fall through the cracks? And Paul, you may chime in with your take on these issues too. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really qualify for anything right now, uh, except for the relief, uh, that McNeil just put out on mm-hmm. Friday, uh, the grant and the thousand dollar. I was looking a bit on that this morning because they just released the information on it. But when it comes to the emergency relief fund, since I do have an online store, not making a lot of money, but still kind of like having a, a very small business kind of trickling in. Uh, it just disqualifies me for majority of help. So because my income might be, you know, less than a hundred dollars a week, it disqualifies me. I could shut my shop down and make a lot more off the emergency benefit than actually working, uh, which, which is problematic because you're just encouraging people just to walk away from their stores, which I don't want to do. So Phil, you're, you're an interesting situation because you're, I mean, you're partly retail, you're partly, cafe slash restaurant. Um, yeah. And I think that's, it, it, you're probably a good example of where there are gaps uh, in the provincial programs. Um, certainly yeah. the provincial focus seems to be on, you know, businesses that, that were, you know, automatically restricted in terms of the way they were doing business by the public health order. Right. So if you're, if you were a bar, you were told to close. If you were a salon yeah. or a spa, you were told to close. And so most of the programs, um, has a, they have a list of qualifying businesses, uh, which, you know, those ones obviously are in. Um, mm-hmm. So where do you, where do you follow? What, what exactly is your business license? Yeah, uh, so we kind of fall through the cracks on that one because we kind of have a two tiered business license here, where uh, the tea house side of it is registered as a restaurant, although we're restaurant slash cafe. So the food service side, where we do like prepared drinks, uh, we were mandated to do only do takeout. We decided to kind of shut that down almost completely because we didn't want that foot traffic in here just for public safety. And, um, and then the bulk of my business when it comes to like the CRA side is retail because that's where about 75% of my revenue comes from selling bulk tea, um, in, in bags. Right. And then, and in that, I also have places I wholesale to, uh, like breweries and cideries and wineries and, uh, other cafes and such. So I'm also in that wholesaling. I also export and import. So everything. <laughs> right. You're a little bit of everything. So, yeah. so hopefully, yeah, hopefully there's some, some things you can apply for, but that is one of the gaps certainly that, that we've identified is there are obviously there's business. I mean, every business has been impacted uh, in some way, uh, the Absolutely. vast majority negatively. Um, but, but, for those businesses that weren't actually forced to close by the public health order, uh, yeah. the main feedback we've had is that most of, of the, at least the provincial programs, those businesses are not eligible to. So part of what we've been trying to do is, is I guess, obviously identify that both at the yeah. provincial and the federal level and hopefully expand those programs. We have some hope that, that they will be expanded at some point. Uh, but yeah, at this point in time, that, that's not the case yet. 
the the retailers really are, were left out kind of e- even on, on this new one with the with, with the grant uh it excludes retail so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people who are just like you know don't have a lot of staff that they can't take advantage of the 75% federal wage subsidy um maybe you're just a has a, a partner and you know maybe one staff part time to help you with your shopping evenings and weekends like like us um it's there's to cover that person's 75% of their salaries is is good but uh it doesn't help us at all with paying rent Phil, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day, and it was it was by an author who had just recently written a book about uh, London uh, and England uh, during the Blitz. Um, and they were saying that at the time, I don't know whether it actually was enacted, but this was, you know, England was just starting to experience World War II at that point in time. And, um, and there was a lot of advocacy around um, uh, identifying tea as being something that was essential that they shouldn't ration when they were rationing yeah. other things because it was it was so important to the national character and keeping that stiff upper lip. The, yeah. the tea so, uh, so I, I know there's probably a lot of people that are that are increasing their tea consumption. Uh, I'm one yeah. of them trying to keep calm here with some Earl Grey from World Tea House, which I know our viewers can't see, but but you can see it. Right. Um, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> so, do you find? I mean, obviously, overall sales, I'm sure, are, are down. But uh, are you finding that of your kind of your, I guess, maybe your loyal customers, are they increasing their uh, consumption? Uh, do you know? I, I don't know. I mean, they, they might be increasing their consumption with the stuff that they've bought previously. Um, definitely, our business is down. 90%, but I think a lot of people are just scared right now. So they're not wanting to spend money on what they deem as being like non-essential. Mm-hmm. And we kind of fall into that, you know, specialty tea market where it's, it's some people drink it as a treat or as a, as a one-time thing. And uh, we recognize that it's not the most, it, it's not, it's, it's not something you're going to spend your, your, your last dime on. Uh, it's just the difference between putting food on your table then having a nice cup of tea, absolutely put food on your table. Like, yeah. uh, but um, on the flip side where um, the tea is very relaxing and it's very ritualistic and, uh, and people are, are really gravitating towards that with, uh, with home isolation and, and, and such, having those daily rituals, whether it be drinking coffee or drinking tea or having those, you know, set things, getting up, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, you know, putting on clothes, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's very important to maintain those because it's really good for your mental health to, mm-hmm. to, to do those things. So many people are kind of in a funk right now where the future is so uh, no one knows. Like, is this going to be two weeks? Is it going to be two months? Is it going to be a year? Uh, who knows? We, we don't know. And I think maintaining those rituals, and for me, uh, a big part of my daily ritual is 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 making myself tea. So yeah, of course. And speaking of, of rituals, I know a lot of people are obviously. I mean, people were addicted to social media before, but people are getting a lot of their information obviously uh, through social media. Uh, I feel I have to say, um, in terms of being a, a, a positive uh, presence in the downtown business community, you're always on Twitter, um, and and you always seem to be very happy and upbeat <laughs> and uh, and positive uh, as you're yeah. doing today. So thanks very much for that. You're welcome. I always try if I if I see an issue with something. Other than just going at it, uh, with, with, with a big stick, I always like to kind of find solutions or at least, uh, direct people in, in the ways to find solutions. Or, you know, when you posted that sign, uh, that photo that you got from Inkwell and then, uh, my buddy from Ocean Optometry went and bought a bunch and put it in their windows. Like that's just kind of like shows the, the support, like that, uh, the Halifax business community, especially the small business community has together. 
Uh, you know, we, we see something, it's cool. We're going to, we're, we're going to put one of those, you know, build Halifax signs in our, in our windows. And it, that, that just kind of spirals out. Another business will buy it. Another business will buy it. And all of a sudden, Andrea from Inkwell's in her shop producing a bunch of those. And it's, it's great. I just want to say thank you to like my customers who've been ordering uh, online and for uh, home delivery and for uh, order pickup. It's been, it's been great. Just like touching base with people and kind of, you know, dropping a parcel off someone's driveway and, you know, waving at them and maybe having a, a, a brief conversation across their lawn. You know, how you doing? Checking in because a lot of these people you check in on social media or, or they're posting, but you don't really know how they're doing until you look at yeah. their face. So, uh, just that kind of like, yeah, you're maintaining your, your physical distance from them and you're, you know, um, make, making sure everything's sanitary and, 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 and all that. It's just nice to see people. A lot of people I've been delivering to, they haven't had contact with other people outside of their house in like weeks. Right. right? So, uh, they're getting, you know, groceries delivered and blah, blah, blah. But a friendly face coming to your doorstep is always nice. And I see this a lot with other businesses as well. Breweries are great for doing that. I see some, even some rural breweries are coming into Halifax and doing the run around in their vans. And, uh, it just kind of shows that sense that, I don't know, it's very Nova Scotian. Uh, so one of the things uh, that I wanted to encourage is uh, the MP for Halifax, Andy Fillmore, is is kind of packaging up all the feedback that he's getting. I know he's getting a lot and encouraging a lot. Uh, he's particularly looking for uh, business stories, uh, both positive but also negative and, and challenges that individual businesses are having. Um, because one of the, uh, I guess, the, the philosophy, at least, of the government programs is they're trying to help as many people as they can, as quickly as they can, as simply as they can. Uh, but certainly they realize that there are businesses that are falling through the cracks in that. Uh, and so what he said is that, you know, the more kind of individual stories and challenges that he can hear about, I mean, he can pass those directly along, uh, you know, to the prime minister, to the finance department and, and the federal government in particular. Uh, so he's encouraging businesses to contact him directly, which can be done. He's easy to find. He's he's on Twitter and Facebook and uh, has, a, of course, a, an email account as well as a member of parliament. So, uh, Phil, I want to encourage you and, and other businesses that are listening to this uh, to contact uh, the MP directly and, and just share those challenges, you know, or share some good news stories as well. I'm sure you would appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. My uh, my feedback from Andy has been amazing. He's uh, always, and his team is always really quick to respond to, to things all through my, you know, I think he's been, 10 years, the same as me, but uh, just, yeah, it's been great. We were talking to Philip Holman's owner of World Tea House, a premium loose-leaf organic tea retailer in downtown Halifax. Like many businesses in downtown Halifax, World Tea House is still open for business online. Pickup and delivery are available. Pre-order online at worldteahouse.ca or by calling 902-422-8327. Free deliveries for orders over $75. We wish Philip and his business the best in getting through this pandemic. So, Paul, while we have you here, do you want to give us an update on the Nova Scotia Business Labor Economic Coalition? Uh, I would love to. Uh, we had a, a call. This is being recorded Monday. Today's Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a call this morning. And there wasn't a whole lot uh, of new things, but certainly some things that uh, probably are worth repeating. Uh, the first one is we, we always have uh, Deputy Minister Bernie Miller on the calls, who's with the province. And, and Bernie has been fantastic and, and very informative and very patient as, uh, as a lot of questions uh, get fired at him. Not all of which, of course, he knows the answers to right away on our calls. But he usually starts off with a little public health reminder. Um, and the one that was a little bit of a, a new twist today, um, which the Premier also talked about, was this idea that 
you know, there's there's obviously public health guidelines, and everyone knows about the importance of, of you know, stay the blaze at home and social distancing and all that. Um, it's kind of the new number they're they're pushing around that is if 80% of the population follows those guidelines, uh, that's really what they determine will be effective. And of course, there's some people that can't follow the guidelines. There's people that, that are still going out to work every day because they're in essential services. Um, but those of us who don't have to go out, uh, that's really the message they are pushing is if, if 80% of us follow the guidelines being put right. forward by public health, um, then that should be uh, successful in flattening the curve. If fewer than 80% of us do, it's not going to be successful. Um, and the other piece yeah. is it's, it's the best thing that we can do economically in terms of, of getting through this quicker right. uh, and hopefully a bit easier, even though it's a lot of short-term pain, obviously, for businesses. We know that um, that if, um, you know, if, it, if it draws out, then it'll be even more harmful for businesses. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the, the new piece on the public health front. Um, and um, the other thing Bertie mentioned is that the province is, I mean, I think the governments uh, have been so far you know, pretty reactive, right? They're trying to, to deal with things that are happening very quickly. There is thought being put towards, you know, what does the longer term economic, um, you know, recovery look like? Um, and I think that's probably happening across the board. I know the business commissions are having conversations around that now at the city level. The Hellvax partnership has been tapped to, to develop that plan. And so that's that work is really only starting, um, I would say, over the past week or so. But um, but there is work being put into that uh, by government and, and business uh, coalitions. So, uh, so that's important. Some of the other feedback was, was as we were talking to Phil is certainly, you know, at the at the provincial level, there are some pretty serious gaps we feel in the programs, mm-hmm. particularly with businesses that are that are being impacted. Like just talking to Phil, his, his business is down 90 percent, uh, but he's not necessarily eligible for those programs because he's a retailer mm-hmm. um, and, and retailers, all retailers would be in that same situation. Mm-hmm. It's part of our message back to the, the province in particular, but also the feds. Um, and certainly what we're hearing from all levels is, you know, the programs are coming out in waves. Uh, they're trying to figure out you know, how they can do the most good for the most people quickly and easily. Um, but there are changes being made to the programs all the time. So we would encourage all businesses to to check out the both the federal and provincial uh, websites pretty frequently. And, and, you know, if you're not eligible this week, uh, there may be some changes that, that happen next week. So uh, so keep keep watching for those and, and be patient as, as much as you can. Those are kind of the, uh, the main highlights uh, from the mm-hmm. calls. But uh, as I said, we do them three times a week. So, uh, so I'm sure we'll have some more updates uh, for the next podcast. Okay, Paul, do you have any updates for us on uh, provincial and federal leaf programs for businesses? So there, of course, there's the, the rent deferral uh, program, uh, which was announced uh, a while ago, uh, which, uh, which helps give relief to businesses who are able to then work with their landlord to defer the rent. Uh, doesn't mean they won't have to pay it later on, but they can work out a deal with their landlord. And there are rent deferral agreements, um, sample agreements um, on the website. Uh, and those can be registered with the province, um, and there's a guarantee as part of that that if, if the businesses eventually don't pay, that the, that the province will cover some of that cost. Uh, but the two new programs in particular for commercial tenants uh, that would be applicable probably for a number of folks are the Worker Emergency Bridge Fund. So this is really for employees who are kind of in that that gap, I guess. It's a $20 million fund, uh, which works out to be $1,000 grants uh, for individuals. So people have been laid off and, and their EI hasn't kicked in. This is meant to be a, a bridge grant uh, to kind of get through that and help them pay their bills. And then for businesses, there's also a small business grant, uh, which is also a $20 million program from the province. Qualifying businesses uh, can receive a grant of up to 15% of their revenue from sales, uh, from sales either from April 2019 or February 2020. 
uh, and that is up to a maximum of $5,000. So businesses essentially can get up, up to a $5,000 uh, payment uh, as well. Again, the idea being that this, this, uh, these funds can be used for anything, really for, for covering those expenses that have come up. So certainly in particular, the small business uh, impact grant um, could be re- uh, really helpful for those businesses that have been directly impacted uh, by COVID-19. So all that information, these, these, these programs are, are fairly new and they're just rolling out now, but all the information for them can be found on the provincial website. Okay, great. Thank you so much for the updates, Paul, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me, and stay the blaze at home. Downtown Halifax Business Commission is committed to providing latest information to DHC members to help businesses through these uncertain times. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, DHBC will be following the directives of the Nova Scotia Health Authority and will be asking businesses in downtown Halifax to do the same. We all have the responsibility to do our part in slowing down the spread of the virus. DHBC has a couple of resource pages for businesses and for the public. To view the DHBC COVID-19 resource page, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19. To view what's open in downtown Halifax, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash open. On March 22, 2020, the province of Nova Scotia declared a state of emergency. Police are now authorized to enforce orders under the Protection Act related to self-isolation and social distancing and can issue summary offense tickets for people not adhering to these orders. We just want to reiterate the measures that the province will be enforcing. There are to be no gatherings more than five people. Any workplace or business that is not deemed essential or not already required to be closed can remain open as long as a two-meter or six-foot distance can be maintained. Police are authorized to enforce orders under the Health Protection Act. If Nova Scotians and businesses do not practice social distancing and self-isolation, they will face fines of $1,000 for individuals and $7,500 for businesses. Multiple fines can be given each day if an individual or business fails to comply. Police can also enforce offenses under the Emergency Management Act. For a full list of businesses that are closed during the pandemic, please go to our webpage, downtownhalifax.ca slash COVID-19. What is new that we never mentioned before but is uh, enforced is that all municipal and provincial parks and playgrounds are closed. Anyone found trespassing will be ticketed and fined. So as always, uh, DHBC will be emphasizing the following messages through social media, our website, and media interviews. Support the downtown businesses while staying safe. Purchase gift cards now to use later. Order takeout via phone or online as much as you normally would or even more if you are able to. Many restaurants are offering discounts on takeout. Many restaurants are offering free delivery. Many food establishments are no longer accepting cash. Most retailers have an online retail presence. Shop online whenever possible. Some retailers are offering free delivery. Some businesses are offering online classes and workshops to remain connected to the community. And Atlanta will be going through that in a minute. Uh, but to view what's open in downtown Halifax, again, visit downtownhalifax.ca slash open. Uh, so last time we did mention uh, some changes to parking. I just want to reiterate those. Uh, parking fees at meters have been waived and hotspot fees will be set to zero until further notice. Enforcement of hourly spaces and monthly permit parking is suspended until further notice. Safety-related aspects of the Provincial Motor Vehicle Act will continue to be enforced. For example, no parking in crosswalks, parking distance from fire hydrants, uh, signage indicating no stopping, etc. So changes to Halifax Transit. Uh, Halifax Transit will not be collecting fares during this time. The five-person social gathering limit and two-meter social distancing limit does not apply to Halifax Transit, as stated in the provincial order. Buses and ferries will continue to operate on a reduced schedule. 
Halifax Transit has taken steps to reduce the spread of COVID-19, including an increased frequency of wipe downs of high touch surfaces, making the first seat unavailable to riders on buses. This does not impact accessible seating limiting passengers on buses to seated passengers only, and limiting the number of ferry passengers to 50 per trip. Riders must continue to board and exit through the rear doors only and are asked to only use transit services if necessary. For more information on municipal services during the COVID-19 pandemic, visit halifax.ca slash coronavirus. These are just some of the highlights and changes and new measures that may affect businesses in downtown Halifax and for any visitors or workers downtown. I'd also like to take this moment to remind listeners that we are recording this episode on Monday, April 6th. So now we're going to hear from Alana, who will be going through some of the changes with businesses. Yes, thank you, Ivy. I'm going to do a quick update on a few things. So first, we've been continuing to update our What's Open page on our website. There have been some changes since last week, so I would recommend checking it out at downtownhalifax.ca slash open. It continues to be a work in progress, so if you notice anything that needs to be updated, let us know. You can email communications at downtownhalifax.ca. Second, as Ivy mentioned, we have compiled a list of attractions and businesses that are doing things online to stay connected with the downtown Halifax community. This includes things like online workshops, demos, tips and tricks on social media, live stream work, workouts and classes, and things to do at home with your children, etc. So I'm just going to quickly name some of the businesses that we have listed. Um, you can check out the full list and all the details at downtownhalifax.ca slash connect. But a few of the businesses that are doing things uh, include Argyle Fine Arts, uh, the Art Gallery of Nova Scotia, the Canadian Museum of Immigration at Pier 21, Discovery Center, F45 Training Downtown Halifax, Heliante's Creative Studio, Halifax Dance, Halifax Citadel National Historic Site, Halifax Pub Night Trivia, Lot 6 Bar and Restaurant, Maritime Museum of the Atlantic, Neptune Theatre, Nova Scotia Sport Hall of Fame, Spirit Urban Spa, the Carlton, the Middle Spoon. So if you are a business organization in downtown Halifax that is connecting with your community online, let us know by emailing communications at downtownhalifax.ca and we'll add you to our list. And again, that page is also continuing to be updated. So keep checking back for more things that are happening and we'll do our best to keep it updated. So a couple other things I just wanted to quickly touch on. Easter is this weekend. And I just remind our listeners that both Russo Chocolatier and Gourmandie Avenue Chocolatierie are offering free delivery within Halifax on orders over $30. And both are offering curbside pickup. So if you're worried about getting your Easter chocolate, you can visit russochocolatier.ca and gourmandieavenue.com to order. And finally, I just want to highlight a few downtown Halifax businesses that are doing their part to help during this pandemic situation. So Lisa Drader Murphy has designed a range of face masks and liners. Lisa actually has experience in the technical industrial garment sector. And although the masks are not certified N95 masks, they're as close to that protection level as can be produced in a short time frame. You can check them out and purchase them at lisadradermurphy.com. Flynn Dairy Bar and Convenience on Hollis is providing free bread, milk, and eggs for homeless and others who are really struggling right now. You can check them out on their Facebook page for details. Their handle on Facebook is at Flynn's 7-Eleven, and Flynn's is F-L-Y-N-N-S, so at Flynn's 7-Eleven. And many restaurants in downtown Halifax and all over the city donated food and fresh produce to Feed Nova Scotia after everything initially went down. And some spas, hair salons, and barber shops like Sailor Bops in the 10 spot donated unused gloves to first responders and hospitals. So we'd like to thank everyone for doing their part during this crisis situation. 
That concludes our special COVID-19 episode recorded on April 6, 2020. For more information, visit downtownhalifax.ca. Thank you.